0: I want to get start out by giving you two theological definitions of anointing. Two theological definitions of anointing. Number one, the anointing is a divine endowment. An endowment being a a gift, power, blessing, a benefit. God can endow you with a gift to teach, to preach, to prophesy. He can endow you with a gift to make money. Yeah, you can. And, and and uh some just look at God as only empowering you to teach, preach, prophesy, and so forth, but God can empower you to make money. We can't limit God's gifts to just spiritual or church things. Because James 1 and 17 says this right here, every good and every perfect gift is from above. And there are good gifts that we see operate in the church as well as outside the church. There are gifts that you need in reference to benefiting your life in the church and outside the church. Is that true? But first definition again is just simply a divine endowment, is when God endows you with a particular gift. Second definition of uh anointing is just specifically when 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 God empowers you to do what needs to be done in reference to your purpose the anointing empowers you to do what needs to be done in reference to your Purpose. If, if God has chosen you to be over a particular auxiliary in the church, He's going to empower you to carry out that purpose. If God has chosen you to be in business, He's going to endow you. Or empower you to carry out what needs to be done in reference to that business. Look at your name before I go any further and say, don't, don't limit, don't limit the anointing to the church. To the church. God can empower you. If, if God is the one that chose you to be a teacher at Carroll High School, He'll empower you to do his purpose at that high school. You hear me? You can't limit God. And the reason you can't limit God in, in, in reference to places is because according to Psalm 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord's and his fullness. I said the earth is whose? And is And so God will anoint you to do particular things. I want to take a look at how God anointed a couple of people. Let's go to uh, Luke the 4th chapter. And consider how God anointed Emmanuel or Jesus. Luke the 4th chapter in verse 18. Now this is what Jesus the man said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me and look how detailed he is concerning his purpose. He has anointed me to preach what? Good news or good message to the poor. He has sent me to Heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now notice how detailed he is in reference to what God had anointed him to do. Look, Look at the many things that he had been anointed to do. Look at number one, to preach the gospel. Uh, number two, he had been sent to heal the brokenhearted. Uh, number three, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Four, recovery of sight to who? Five, to set at liberty those that are. And then six, to proclaim the acceptable of who? He he knew why he had been anointed. He knew it. And and if God has anointed you, you're going to know why God has anointed you. But you don't need to limit your anointing to the church. You need to know if God has anointed you to to run a business. And quit running it on your own and, and just acknowledge, Lord, I know you gave me this. And because you gave me this, I'm asking you to endow me or empower me to run it the way it needs to be run so I won't shipwreck so I won't be an embarrassment to you you understand what I'm saying but you have to recognize that God will empower you or anoint you to do particular things and, and you have to operate within that purpose I said you have to operate within that purpose. Yeah. Let's go further. Let's go to the book of uh, Second Corinthians. We're going to look at chapter one of Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, chapter one, and we're going to start at verse nineteen. And uh, I want you to notice the word and carefully in these verses. The primary verse is verse twenty-one. Second Corinthians one verse 19 for the son of God Jesus Christ who was preached among you by us by me Sylvanius and Timothy was not yes and no but in him was yes for all the promises of God in him are yes. and in him Amen. to the glory of God through us now he our God. Who establishes us with you in Christ and has helped me is who God. now? Notice Paul said, Look, God is the one that has, has anointed us, and he was talking about the three of them at the time him, Sylvanus, and Timothy. And, and notice in the verse, whoever God anoints, he's gonna establish. I said, Whoever God. Anoints, he's going to what? See, because God is not messy. I said, God is not messy. He's going to make sure you are established. Can I break that down? Or that you got yourself and your act together. You ain't half stepping. It, it, You're going to be established. If it's messy, you have not allowed God to establish you. You have not allowed God to do in you what needs to be done. Because if God establishes you, it's going to be right. How many know God don't do no half job? Now, now, sometimes God can be establishing us But but we want to do something before God tells us to do it. Just hold on. Let God get through working on you. Establishing you. And when the time is right, he'll tell you to go forth. But don't go ahead of time because you'll be messy. And some of us know about messy because we went ahead of time. And we were, in truth, messy. I have did things ahead of time. And I was messy. Y'all didn't have to say nothing. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, you can admit, you, you've done things ahead of time. You, you just, it, it was messy. And you, you try to fix it by saying, well, it would have been. No, it, it was messy because you would not establish. I tell folks, I should have waited before I started pastoring. Yes. Why? I was messy. whole lot of things. If I could reverse, I would reverse. The blessed thing about uh, you as ministers now, you you ain't got to worry about being messy because you got an example that can tell you, look, you don't need to do this. See, I I done did enough mess for all of us. So I can just teach you now, or tell you now, and and if you are messy, it ain't because you ain't been taught. It's because you didn't want to listen. You you understand what I'm saying? And that's all of us. If you want to be messy with money, it's because you want to be messy. It's not because you're not getting teaching. He said he'd established us. And, and notice how established they, they were. They were to the point to where uh, their yes was yes and their no was no. They stayed in line with the will of God. But not only did, did Timothy, Sylvanus, and Paul stay in line with the will of God, they were on the same page as brethren. Paul wasn't teaching one thing. And Timothy teaches something else. Look at, look at the verse. They were on the same page. I got to read it again. But some of y'all look kind of spooky when I said that. Second Corinthians 1 and 19. For the son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, me, Sylvanius, Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all of the promises of God in him are yes and in him, To the glory of God through who? See, they were on the same page. Uh, Notice verse 21. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is who? God. God. And you could tell it because they they were again on the same page, operating in the same spirit. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to be on the same page, to operate in the same spirit. Now... If you'll notice, when you operate in the same spirit, that knowledge is going to come forth. Knowledge based upon the anointing. Look at First John 2 and 20 again. Ready? But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know what? See, the, the, the anointing will reveal what you need to know about every aspect of your life. Don't ever limit the anointing to, to just the church. The pastor's just gonna teach us about praying. No, if he, if he is anointed of God, he gonna teach you about life. You know why? That's God's, that's God's purpose. According to John 10, 10. Remember what Jesus said? The thief comes not before the steal, kill, and but I am come. Why? That you might have life. And have it more, what? Abundantly. And see, in life, you, you need to know about everything as it pertains to your existence. God does not want you existing uh, on earth as a stupid person. Y'all didn't like that. Better go over here. God does not want you existing on earth as a ignorant person. That was a little lighter. That was better. But I'm still going to use the word stupid, foolish, ignorant, and so forth. God does not want us stupid. It used to be a saying in the church, and some of y'all can remember it, sheep are dumb. Not God's sheep. How in the world God's sheep dumb and and God gave his sheep pastors according to Jeremiah 3 and 15 in order for his people to have knowledge and understanding. I even had to rebuke a person one time um, that got up in the church and actually said that sheep are dumb. And I said, oh Lord. <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with that. Because God's sheep are not dumb, are they? I said, God's sheep are not? Dumb. Not if they're receiving what? And now, if you're God's sheep, but you reject knowledge and understanding. You are. But how I many consider yourself an intelligent person because you're going to receive knowledge and understanding? Well, just look at somebody and say, I ain't no dummy. I get knowledge and understanding. Ain't nobody going to be pulling a wool over your eyes as the old saying go because you, you got knowledge and what? No, I ain't going to sign that for no 22% interest. You got to be out your, I ain't stupid. I ain't just going to agree with you just because you know doctor. You got to tell me more plain why I need to do this procedure. I just ain't going to accept it because you got MD in front of your name or after your name. Am I right? Say to your neighbor, I ain't no dummy. I've been taught, taught. and I've been taught by the anointing. anointing. And see, when when you have been taught by the anointing, you understand what what John was saying to the churches in 1 John 2 and 27. You just ain't going to let anybody try to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. Now, now notice John John just specifically said the anointing in reference to who they should be taught by. He, did, he didn't say a particular person, did he? He just said the same anointing. You don't have need for any person to what? Teach you, but the anointing teach you. But understand this. The anointing that he was talking about that they needed to be taught by. Was. Being released by a person. God uses. Anointed people. To teach us. But John just put the anointing there. Because he didn't want it to limit it to just one person. But get this. John did. Did have the understanding that look as him being the apostle or the overseer of the church, whatever he taught as he was being led by God, he expected every other teacher, preacher, prophet, evangelist, and so forth to stay in that same vein. And that's the reason he referred to the The teaching as just the anointing. He wasn't just saying, I'm the only one that can can teach you. No, he was saying the anointing that is upon me is what you need to receive, whether from me or from others who may come behind me. But notice the contrast. But you don't have need that anyone should teach you. I better read the verse again. Look at it. Because I don't want y'all to think I'm saying it on my own. I know I done read it two or three times, and I'm going to read it again. Ready? First John 2 27. But the anointing which you have received from him abides well. And you do not need that anyone, what? But as the same anointing, what? The same what? But notice he said, you don't have need that anyone should, what? He, he's talking about someone that's separate from the anointing that they had been receiving. You need to be careful. You can't listen to everybody. And I'm not just talking about folks on television. I, I'm talking about your cousin who likes to give you a word every time he sees you. You know your spooky cousin. Oh, ah, hey. Whew. I'm glad you came by today because God just been dealing with me about you. Oh, Shaka. I got to tell you what God showed me about you. When he done did like three or four Shaka's and closed his eyes, you should know right there, it's time to go. I came by here to see my aunt, but I, I didn't know you were going to be old. It's time to go. Even in your own church, you got folks. I, I need to talk to you for a minute. I know what the pastor just talked, but whoa, God been showing me something about you. Say to your name the same anointing, same anointing. If it ain't the same anointing, reject. It. I'm saying Bible. I know I'm saying Bible and y'all know I'm all up in First John 2 and 27. Same anointing. Let the same anointing teach you. You, you listen to too many voices, you'll you get confused. I don't care how mature you think you are. Well, I I like variety, but but not when it comes to the anointing. You want you want you like variety? Limit that to the salad bar or the food bar at Golden Corral or somewhere else. But 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 don't say you like a buffet when it comes to the church. No, you need to stay where God has you. Stay in that place. The worst place to be is where God has not ordained for you to be. But the best place to be is where God has ordained for you to be. And and that's not saying that there are not great teachings going on at other places but God may have them in a particular area that he is not calling us to be in that's the reason he he specifically said the same anointing well brother so and so he got the Holy Ghost too yeah but brother so and so is talking about they're in a season of such and such that's not the season that God has us in he good brother, he good people, but that's not the season that God has us in. Brother so and so and sister so and so, good folk, they Holy Ghost feel and so forth, but they don't believe in prosperity. So, so so limit them to being good people, but because there's folk that are good and saved that just believe Stuff that's just crazy. I don't believe God want us to have all these nice things. And I'd be like, oh, now I know this man is saved, but he. I in the world, God going to send Israel to a land that's flowing with milk and honey and not want us and he don't change how in the world God gonna say I want you to be the head not the tail to live above only and never beneath and... but you have good brothers and sisters that will teach things that they are adamant about but they are also wrong There's probably some of y'all in here. I'm not saying you, you are, I don't know. But, but, I'm, but I'm just saying that everybody is not on the same level. Is not operating in the same season. And and is and it's not saying that they're wrong and so forth. You just have to understand that, that God places a certain anointing upon a certain group. He places a, a certain group in a particular season. Why does he do it? Because he God, he's sovereign. And if that's what he decides, that's what he decides. There are some people that when they look at me and when I teach, they say, "I am a materialistic person." And they may say it because they don't set up under the teacher. They look at what I possess. They look at what others possess, and, and they just reach that conclusion. And then there are certain folks that that they may not look at a verse and expound on it or even dissect it the way I dissect it. And when I bring forth revelation, they may not see what I see in the verse. And sometimes folks don't see what you see because, because they limit themselves. When it comes to the anointing of God. As anointed as Jesus was. That there was certain folk. That just didn't understand. His ministry. Even though John knew he was coming. When, when John got to going through hard trials. he even had He even questioned. Get this. The ministry of Jesus. Ask him if he's the one that is to come. Didn't recognize that anointing the way he needed to recognize it at a time. Even Peter said in Paul that there are, said about Paul, there, there are some things that he says that are, are hard. Strange. Why? Because of the it's just like some of you, when, when you came here from wherever you came from, certain things that, that, that I was saying, it was just distinct from you, to you. You're just like, man, I ain't never heard nothing like... And, and even when Jesus... Went into the synagogue and, and he started reading and just expounding a little bit. The, 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 res, the response from the folks that had been attending the synagogue was, hey, he ain't like them other folk. He teaching this stuff with some authority. He taking ownership of what he teaches. He teaching like this stuff really can happen. And you know you have preachers even in our day and time When they teach it They don't teach it like they really believe it They don't teach it like they really expected it to happen You want to be up under somebody that when they teach it They are looking for it to happen They are expecting it to manifest They going to talk about healing And they going to look for healing to come forth They going to talk about prosperity And they going to look for prosperity to come forth Say to your your neighbor, there are different anointings. There are different anointings. How many understand? You have to be to the point to where you stay in the vein that God has placed you in. Don't let nobody mess you up. Paul had been teaching the Galatians. The the anointing was present and he knew God was delivering. He was saving. He was strengthening. He was empowering. He was causing them to prosper. And they done messed around and got a hold to some bad teaching. Matter of fact, let me show it to you. I was, I was just going to reference it, but but let me, let me go. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Now, I know I said foolish and stupid and dumb, but you, I'm going to show you in the Bible what Paul said. Galatians 3 and 1. Oh, some of y'all didn't want to help me read it. Let, I'm going to try that one more time. When I say oh like that, that means you're supposed to come in. Okay, so let's try it one more time. Oh, who has bewitched you that you should not obey what? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified, this only I want to learn from you. I don't want to hear from nobody else but you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of Faith, are you so foolish? Hey, go the second time. Having begun in the what, yes. which is a reference to the anointing, yes. are you now being made perfect by what? Yes. Then he asked the question, Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, have you done, have you received all that teaching and now you're acting foolish? <laughs> I in the world are you going to get all that word and now you're acting like you ain't heard nothing? Would that be the implication in the text? You have to be to the point to where you don't let nobody take from you what God done put in you. See, the anointing is something that gets down on the inside of you. Let me show you that. Lord Jesus, we just read it, but y'all may need to see it again. Look at First John 2 and 27 again. But the anointing which you have received from him abides where? Say to your neighbor, don't let nobody pull out of you. What God done put in you. God done put the engrafted word in you. He done put an anointing in you that's able to destroy yokes of bondage. uh, An anointing in you that can empower you to do whatever your purpose on earth is. If it's your purpose to have a business, God will anoint you to cause that business to be prosperous. If if God has anointed you to make money, God will cause money to come your way everywhere you step. Oh Ooh, some of y'all that was too hard for some. Some of y'all are just like <laughs> you should have seen faces, mouth wide open, like. See, sometime when God unanointed you to do certain things and you get to talking about it, folks will think you're arrogant. <laughs> yeah, God unanointed me to be over this brother for me. He sure. No, he ain't arrogant. He just know his purpose. <laughs> Don't mistake an anointing when folks are talking about what God is doing in their life as something of arrogance. When somebody comes to you and tell you God would have you, you, no, God ain't gonna have me doing that. God got me doing such and such. Oh, you don't want to receive what I'm saying? No, if it's, if it's against what God has told me to do. Had a preacher tell me, God, I don't think God want all of us to prosper. I said, the devil is a liar. I said that to the preacher. I said the devil is a liar. God does want us to prosper. And be in hell even as our soul does prosper. Then I got on a roll. He wished above all things. That we prosper. If God got a wish like that. Who am I to hold him back? More bless me, Lord, from my crown to the sole of my feet. Bless me when I step in and when I step out. Bless me when I go to the city and when I get back to the country. Say your neighbor, the anointing destroys yokes of bondage. that's the reason when you get in your being that better is here and better is coming i don't care what spirit comes against you trying to stop it you got an anointing on the inside of you that will destroy poverty that will destroy every enemy that comes to try to stop you from moving forward Bet is in, better is. And, better is. and whatever comes against that, we have an anointing that will destroy it. Am I talking right? We got to go further. In my clothes. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalm 105 is where we're going. Y'all ready? Psalm 105. Verse 15. The verse gonna start off awkward, but you, you're gonna understand it saying, Do not touch my anointed. Do my prophets know what? Say to your neighbor, You don't touch anointed folk. See, see, when you recognize you have an anointing. It should make you recognize according to this verse that you have something special. Say to your neighbor, I may not be a prophet, but I am an anointed one. Look at another person say, I may not be a pastor, but I am an anointed one. How many know you're an anointed one? God has empowered you with something. He has empowered you to prosper. He has empowered you to move forward in your life. Say to your neighbor, if God done anointed you, don't allow anything or anybody to get you out of that vein. Folk will try to steal your anointing. The enemy will try to make you ignore your anointing. You have to recognize you have been anointed the same way Jesus talked about how he had been anointed. And you can't allow anyone to take from you what God has empowered you to do. I tell for God empowered me to prosper. That's the reason poverty can't stop me. You know poverty done tried to stop a lot of us. Even when we didn't have poverty said, I'm going to keep you right here. You were like, no, you ain't going to keep me right here. God done anointed me to prosper. God done anointed me to be the head and not the tail. I refuse to stay in poverty. But I got to say something. Woo! I gotta say something. Woo. But some of us you you ain't recognizing you are anointed one. I ain't gonna be able to do it because I said. But you anointed. You anointed, you can do it. You can't keep allowing that enemy to rob you of what God has empowered you to do. You can't keep allowing your present circumstances to dictate to you your near and distant future. You may be going through it right now, but if you allow the anointing of God to do a work in your life, there's no way you can stay where you are. to somebody the anointing of god will move you out of your poverty or whatever it is that you may be wrestling against whatever it is that you may be battling but you have to recognize yourself as an anointed one you have to recognize that you have been empowered by god to do great things Let me show you this. Lord mercy. Let's go to Isaiah 10. Lord mercy. Y'all happy? Let me see the hands of the anointed ones. And when you are anointed, you don't you don't keep wrestling in no mess. You don't keep talking down if you're anointed. Not if you not if you acknowledge that you're an anointed one. had hey, This person tell me this week. I don't know if we're gonna be there. look, don't don't talk that to me. You are talking to the wrong person. Don't tell me you How come it don't, I don't, I don't walk by what what it looked like. I I walk by faith. You you go be, I ain't trying to be bold. I'm just being right. I live by faith. God specializes in doing what folks say can't be done. That's the reason up up front, God be like, with me and this right here is impossible. But then he turned turn around and say, but not with God. Why? Because with God all things are possible. Say to your neighbor, it may be impossible for your cousin. But if God dropped an anointing on you from your crown to the sole of your feet, is doable. Because with God, oh! all. Or what? All right, Isaiah 10. Look at verse 27. You all there? It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil or the anointing of God. is going to be destroyed because of what? Because God has anointed you. Say to your neighbor that anointing or break up some stuff. Up. Ooh, some of us got some stuff in our life you've been trying to deal with it naturally you just need to put a little anointing oil on it you just need to put some anointing on it to destroy that thing do you know what i'm talking about the anointing not only destroys yokes but going back to luke 4 and 18 it empowers you That's where you need to stay in the same anointing. And, and, and sometimes I, I can be preaching it and, and then I, I hear folks that I know are not allowing the anointing to operate in their life. Because they'll say things like, well, Pastor, I know you've been teaching such and such, but it's been really, wait well, hold on now. That's life. Every time it's really hard. That's life. Life is hard. Many are the afflictions of the? Righteous. Think it not strange when you fall into? Righteous. Hard things, hard times happen. That don't stop the anointing. That don't stop the anointing. Just stay in the faith. And despite what you go through, watch the anointing destroy it. But we have to stay in the same what? Vein. The same anointing that's teaching me is the same anointing that's teaching you. And you don't need to let anybody anything mess up that what? And I'm done. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org until next time remember Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.